Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall, and hey, Nick's here. This is the community pub. <laughs> He's here early. Let's get cranking with some beers. He's got a high nooner, hopefully, but we're not sure. Uh, no, we don't. We don't drink at the shop, dude. We don't. We don't <laughs> have a beer fridge over here, dude. That's one of these days, Nick. One of these days. Yeah, I know. One, one of these days, days, I'll be as rich as you over at HQ. I gotta. I gotta get some of that HQ money. You, you, you gotta have beer. It's pints and polishing. While oh, you're polishing, fault. you gotta have the beer, man. That's part. Hey, of I feel like thing. I feel like I should get kicked out of drinking wine. Oh, well, <laughs> that's well, all I have. Hey, all good, man. It's Thanks for hopping in, Michael. Hey, everybody can find us at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. Best way to go. And uh, if you're on TikTok, hey, let's go hang out on TikTok. Meet up with us there. Send us some of your videos. We like to see them. HyperClean Store. Guys, I'm hopping into tonight. This is, I, I had to. I couldn't wait any longer. I had to get into pumpkin ales. We're now mid-September. So, listen, I, Nick was in line for getting his pumpkin spice latte. So, I had to get in line for my atomic wow. pumpkin. I had uh, no idea we were being led by a sorority girl here. That's <laughs> uh, pumpkin, pumpkin anything, dude. I'm out. <laughs> this is the Voodoo Ranger version. <laughs> uh atomic pumpkin Ooh. Derek. those of us inside a community we've always been a big fan of new belgium and specifically their voodoo ranger line Hell it yeah. is delicious they've got really great ipas when it comes to pumpkin um i wish they would not cross out the special release and they put spicy release it should just stay special remember we had that discussion about a jalapeno beer right like you get too much spice in a beer and that jalapeno, like it's just too, it's just too much. Like you can't, yeah, no. you can't drink it. It's not, I don't know. I like the spice. I like the, the flavor of pumpkin. Yes, Nick, it is really one of my favorite spices. You get it <laughs> from the spice girls. I'm not sure. I did listen to them quite a bit growing up. So maybe, maybe that's where I got it. But listen, I love pumpkin nails. My first pumpkin ale that I've always, I've always, I think it's because it came from one of the first times I tried a craft beer. And I've told the story up in Seattle. It's really hard to find a place to smoke a cigar out on the patio. It was when we were all in a group trying to smoke a cigar. And the only place that would let us smoke a cigar also served us then a pumpkin ale. And it was just like, man, it was like magic as soon as you drank it, right? You, you ever have those experiences where like you drink something? Well, Dustin did. Old boy blue, right? <laughs> Like it's that beer he always talks about, right? There's sometimes you have that beer that you just never can forget it. And for me, that was Harlot's Harvest uh, Pumpkin Ale uh, from Pike Pike Place Brewery up in Seattle. Uh, all right, guys, let's put yourself in this situation. I'd really be curious. We got people from all over the country. Really curious what you would do here, right? What kind of person are you? So imagine... You're driving down. I'm kind of cruising. I'm in the right-hand lane. No worries. Medium traffic. I'm going about 38 in a 40. We're just chilling, right? All good. But you start going, ah, it's just a little bit too slow. I'd really like to get there a little faster. I know Nick's going to be blowing me up, so I really need to get there as quickly as I can. So I just kind of verge over to the left lane, give it a little gas. I got to speed up, right? I got to get going. 
But as soon as I do, I see something over in that other side that moves. What is it? It's a motorcycle cop moving his gun over to hit me. We've all been there, right? There's that moment. There's that feeling. You see the gun. You see the radar gun. It's hitting you. But fortunately, I had about a half second where I went, but I went, wait, I'm going fucking, I'm going 43 miles. I like I'm 443 to 40. I'm golden. I'm good. Right. I'm good. So he moves his gun backwards the way it was, because that's where the oncoming traffic that got released from the stoplight is barreling down, headed right towards him. This location is actually the first place I got a speeding ticket. It's at Sheridan. I know the spot. There's a cop there all the time. And I got the ticket the way the other people were coming. So what do you do? What kind of person are you? I'm really curious. Is this still a thing? Do you guys warn the oncoming traffic? Is there still a thing? I've always been taught you flash your lights, right? You, you flash your lights when there's a cop with a radar. Is that still a thing for you guys? Do you guys do that? Lucas? No, not really. Not at all. Fuck those other people, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we know it. Dustin, what about you up in Virginia? That is uh, West, West Virginia. Virginia. My bad. Uh, you know, big, <laughs> big difference. Uh, it, I used to, um, but nowadays, nowadays I don't. So I put it into perspective for, of me, for me. And it was like, what if uh, the person you warned was like a drug dealer or something like that? You know, like a human trafficker. And then I was like, ah, uh, yeah, I, I guess I won't do that anymore. I, I mean, I appreciate it when people do it for me, though. Wow. All right. Well, Edward, what's it like over in North Carolina? Uh, if we just see a cop, we warn people. <laughs> Typically, I mean, small town, so don't necessarily have to have a gun out. We just, we see a cop, we flash our lights. So small town in North Carolina, I guess you're saying you got more heart and more compassion and more love for people than small town West Virginia? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. There's probably some of those though here. (laughs) You probably shouldn't warn (laughs) <laughs> you just don't have all the riffraff that they do in West Virginia is what you're saying. Yeah. I've never no, been to West it. Virginia. So. <laughs> Michael. Me? Is there yeah. another Michael in here? <laughs> no, it's you. Um, I've never heard of that, honestly. Um, usually I'm in so much traffic. There's no one like seeing my lights anyway. And I don't know. I've just never ran into that situation. Okay. Well, cool. Thanks. Hey, Antonio, man. Antonio, great to see you, brother. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. What about you? Do you flash your lights? Is that a thing? Yeah, down here in Florida, we do. (laughs) I probably shouldn't. I mean, Dustin made a good point. Um, (laughs) I probably really shouldn't. (laughs) But because it happened to me once and it saved me, now I'm like, all right, I got to pay it forward. Somebody did it to me. So, (laughs) and it depends. If it's on a major highway, Probably not. Oh, yeah. Like Interstate Four through the state, I'm probably not doing that. I'm flying, um, but on a regular road, four lane, you're getting a flash from me. Yeah. So, cool, man. and whether they I'm see it or you. not, my, my all right, me and Antonio, we're the only ones. Huh? All right. Cool. <laughs> you're out here saving lives, you know. We're saving lives, <laughs> even if they are drug dealers. Even if they don't care. I mean, yeah, their whatever. lives matter. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay, Dustin. I'll let it fly this time. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, what about you, man? 
uh, when I first started driving, a lot of people did it. And uh, what's weird, it's funny you bring this up the last like few days. I've had people flash the lights at me when I'm coming, we're going the other way. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I figured it was a cop and then there'd be nothing up in front of me. So I don't know if it was for maybe for deer that people were doing it last couple of weeks. But and I thought it was my headlights and I don't have HIDs or nothing. They're just, they're just regular halogen headlights. So I'm like, they're not that they're super bright. So I don't know. But we were coming home the other night on a back road and someone did it. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, it's right, right up close. I'm like, where's the cop? I don't see nobody. The other part, Dustin, I've heard not. You know, what if you save a drug? I've just heard that, right? Isn't that a thing, too? You hear it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm naive. Remember, I'm from Oklahoma. We've got some gang stuff, but we're not a whole bunch. Yep. of. Gang. I mean, Oklahoma City has some, but right. I've heard of that, too. Is that a thing that mm -hmm. sometimes like they're flashing their lights because they're going to turn around and come get you or something like. I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard it, but it's never really. I've actually never heard somebody go. Yeah, that's true. Right. Like. That's an old wives tale has to be has to be. I mean, geez, it's sort of like just say no to drugs in the 80s. Right. Like it just I just don't think it all went went so well the way they planned. Never. Heard all right. That one before. Time for a little bit. Would you rather. But before we do, what are you guys drinking tonight? Dustin, what are you sipping on? Uh, can you hear me? All right. Yeah, man. All right. Cool. Left my AirPods at the shop, so got to go to the gaming headset. <laughs> I think it's better. Yeah, it's I, think it's clear, I can. Yeah. I can hear. I can hear you with better clarity than I've ever heard you before. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you sound. You sound amazing. Oh, yeah, great! All right, nice Dustin, that's good. You get headset. Yeah, <laughs> you're wearing that every time now. There you go. That's right. We'll, we'll keep it that way. Ah, uh, yeah. So I got the almost heaven amber ale uh, again this week. Pretty good. It's kind of dark though. Um, usually I'm not a big dark beer guy, but. Uh, yeah, love it. It's one of my local favorites. Um, they've got a brewery right here, about ten minutes from my house. Uh, so yeah, you, it's Amber's. Are you gonna get into the pumpkins? Do you do uh, that? Do you get into Oktoberfest? Yeah, a little bit. We actually have a uh, Oktoberfest coming for the Harrison County Chamber of Commerce. It's an event that they're having. So uh, we're going to dive into some stuff like that because I recently joined the Chamber of Commerce after listening to a podcast that it may be beneficial for my business. And uh, what do you know? The first event on the schedule is an Oktoberfest. Chamber of Commerce can be. You're right. Can be. <clears throat> the thing that I found at Chamber of Commerce, though, everybody wanted to give you a card, but not everybody wanted to take your card. Everybody there was interested in telling you about what they did, but it wasn't really a whole lot of people concerned about whatever I had to say. Right. So I went to a couple myself, but then I bailed out. So it the, can be a place. And so if you're there, uh, you got to figure out something that would get them to not just want to give you a card and something that would get them to engage in a conversation, you know, let's, you know, let's talk about your car, you know, get them talking about their cars where I would probably get them to go. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck on that, man. Let us know. Let us I know. I think it'll goes. be good. I mean, we'll see. Um, I know the, the BNI, I'm sure everybody's heard of what a BNI is. They beat my doors down trying to get me to join that. And I sat on, sat in on one live stream and I was just like, absolutely not. This is like a nursing home, dude. It's <laughs> like, I can't do it. Uh, and then I was listening, I think it's a uh, blue collar nation has a good podcast about it. 
and set some key points out for me. I'm like, you know, I never really thought about that, but, uh, and especially for me living in a semi small, uh, County, it, it very well could be beneficial. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes. We'll ride the wave for a year. Um, I'd, I'd try and do, I know not everybody's big on doing giveaways at those things, but the only thing I found at one of those that really got people from everybody to hear of who we were was to give away something. And then they announced it and all that. I don't know, man. I wish I'd, you know, give us some feedback. That'd be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what you do with it. I never had much luck with them. So yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll yeah. keep you updated. Derek, what are you sipping on tonight? So I went down to the, this liquor store, this near me, that looks like somebody's house but they sell beer there. And I picked up uh, Harpoon IPA. It's, uh, it's New England's original IPA. It's not bad. It's a straight IPA, though. It's, it's, uh, there's no, it's not juicy. It's just hops, but it's pretty good. Cool. Lucas? I'm anybody? sipping on Bud Light. Bud Light. That's why I was like, anybody else? Because I <laughs> you was should have known. You should have known. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Anybody else drinking anything other than Bud Light? Anyway. Uh, Antonio, you got sipping on anything? <laughs> Edward's got, what is that, Rolling Rock? Oh, no. No, that's it? a white zombie, uh, black berry. Oh, that was good. That zombie. All right. Antonio? Yeah, I got a Happy Dad seltzer. I don't drink much regular beer. Anybody can laugh at me all they want, but no. I watch my girls figure a little bit. Hey, How are those? Are they pretty good? Hey, they're they still have electrolytes. It's yeah. I don't know. It, they're all right. Um, for 100 calories, they're not too bad. They're just expensive if you can find them. We had them at a, a party on the boat a couple weeks ago, so I just grabbed a couple and took them home. So, but I wouldn't pay for them. High noons are much better. So that's they're why I don't know. I'm gonna drink some that really good. There you go, Nick. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, those are my stuff. So. Oh, yeah. totally worth the money. That's oh, a real God. man right there. That's a real man right there. I'm in. No doubt. No, and Antonio, I mean, we've we've for years talked about seltzers, especially when they first started coming out. People used to make fun of me for drinking seltzer. I was like, yeah. what? You know how big trulies are gonna get? You know how big these are gonna get? I'm, I'm just like, ah, oh, you are crazy. You, think about every major league baseball stadium in the world, right? They all sell trulies. They're everywhere. They're at yeah. all the major sport events. You can't maybe you can find a Bud Light, but I'm not paying twelve dollars for Bud Light when I can pay seven dollars or eight dollars for a smaller seltzer. They're usually stronger. Listen, so I'm not you're paying trying to get the effect anyway. Oh, wait a second. My bad. My bad. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. No, I'm just I'm just messing up. I would drink tequila if it wasn't a what a Wednesday night. So there you go. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Shots of tequila on a Wednesday night. I get it, man. It, it makes Thursday. Well, I have a five a.m. workout tomorrow. That's a real aggressive move. So. That's why you got to watch your girl's figure, huh? You got to work out too. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Got a wedding coming up, so I can't get, I got to fit in that suit, that tuxedo. So, hey, Derek knows all about that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell all right, yeah, guys. Bro. So, let's do a little would you rather, right? You're at a customer's house. You've already done one vehicle. He's got two more. He opens up the garage and he goes, Hey, listen, I know you only got time for one more. So, which one would you rather do? Right. So, you got on one side of the garage, you got this really badass, let's just call, I mean, let's just go all the top out of the way, right? Like a Bugatti, right? This is some insane, awesome car. Bugatti, cool. But it's already covered in PPF. It's already got everything put on it. The only thing you're really going to do is a light cleaning on it, right? 
real simple, but hey, you'll get to take your picture. Or, hey, you'll get to say Bugatti, right? Cool. Or he's got about a three or four year old Mercedes. Cool car. Many people with that type of car is your customer that you're going to choose. And you get to do a lot of work on it, right? It needs heavy work. And you get to, as Nick loves to say, dial it in. So, Lucas, would you rather take the show car so you can take your pick or spend the hours working because you get to define your craft and really dial in to the Mercedes? I'm going to say Mercedes because while the Bugatti would be cool and probably get a bunch of shares, I feel like showing off the work on a more everyday car would probably generate more interest from people at the same kind of cars. There's a okay. whole lot more people that drive a trashed Mercedes than uh, a perfect, fully wrapped Bugatti. So you took it and you looked at it as, hey, I'm going to market what I'm doing here, and I could probably market the Mercedes better. So when you thought of it, you thought of marketing. Yeah, yeah. And just I'd have more fun sitting with trashed black Mercedes paint. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. or dustin's gonna go sounds horrible get me in and out and on to the next car dustin what are you doing uh yeah so i'm with lucas on this one i'm actually going for the mercedes you're Um, gonna spend the hours and hours what yeah yeah and here's why um and and (coughs) my perspective mercedes benz paint's been pretty good to me uh over in my neck of the woods it's polished out nicely uh one pad with 3d1 it's been a great combo. Uh, but here's the way I look at it. Number one, um, my customers aren't driving Bugattis. And I want what's going to bring attention to my shop. It's kind of the same concept of com- concept of you post all this high-end work. Well, guess what? Your bread and butter is the Toyota Corolla, the you know Nissan Rogue, <coughs> the pickup trucks, that type of thing. And to be honest with you, it would probably take me about the same time to work on the Bugatti because you're, you get a lot of more cracks and crannies and, you know, way higher end car. You're just being careful. Um, We had a Shelby GT 500 in the shop last week for a prep to get it put away for the season. And guess what? Even though it was just a quick maintenance style thing it only had 700 miles on it it took me just as long to clean versus you know doing the average vehicle still okay. took me two hours so and, and on top of that my my insurance covers up to a half a million dollars for whatever i'm working on and a bugatti costs a little more than half a million dollars so i'm i'm just going to take the bends anyway just for so i don't have to buy more insurance <laughs> Oh, man, that's a that's an extra one. That's a, that's another good perspective. All right, Edward. Yeah, I'm going. I feel like I've been in this kind of predicament, but uh, yeah, I'm going for Mercedes. Wow. Mercedes. Okay. What's your reason? Uh, kind of the same ballpark as what Lucas and Dustin said. I mean, oh come on, give me I something mean, honestly. Real. So here's the thing. I've kind of been in this predicament. It was either do his wife's Mercedes. Or is to do a C6. Uh, I did do the Mercedes because one, it needed more work. So more work, got to charge them a little bit more. I made more for the day versus doing that C6 or the, a Z06, actually. Um, I mean, it didn't need nothing. I 
couldn't, you know, charge them on minimum price. But the thing is, when I did that Mercedes, they were really happy with it. We actually threw Uno on it. Uh, I was going there for a wash and wax, talked them into Uno. And a week later, they had me back for the Corvette. So. Okay. So you got back anyway, huh? Yeah, pretty much. All right. I don't That's think we'll see one. a Bugatti a up here anyway. Do what? So I don't think I'll see a Bugatti up in this area anyway. Yeah, listen, we haven't seen one here, I don't think. We can right, change have... it. We can change it away from Bugatti since you guys are all. But you get the point, right? Like, Oh, yeah. The most exotic, you know, some type of exotic that you get to show the bling. But, hey, maybe you get to take those photos. I get it. Maybe you don't clean a lot of them, but come on, guys. You know that that attracts people, right? <laughs> Seeing that cool of a car and somebody let you work on it. So maybe they don't know that you what you did or didn't do. You get to shoot all these videos, cool videos. More of a trust stuff. thing. Hmm? They trusted you to do a car like that. Yeah. Well, that says you know, a lot. Especially like somewhere where we live where there's not many vehicles like that. Well, you know, if someone trusts us to do that vehicle, then like, oh, this might be the guy to go to if he did exactly. if they referred me. Exactly. All right. What'd you say, Strickland? What about you, man? Are you you doing the exotic or are you going with the Mercedes where you can really spend a lot of time or in and out real quick and get a lot of really great content? So my situation, I feel, is a little different because my business is a little newer. So the publicity of the Bugatti would be nice jumpstart. Um, okay. I am like a little over eight months in into my business, so relatively newer. But honestly, it depends on the amount of dog hair that's in the Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I've gotten messages like if I post a picture like on uh, Instagram, like a, of a more common car, I have gotten messages like basically getting more customers because of this. They have the same car, the same picture. So, you know, how many Bugattis are, you know, in North Carolina? Like, probably not so many. Then a Mercedes probably get a lot more. And I think I'd rather do the Mercedes, like long story short, just because the customer kind of needs all that more work done and you're doing right by them. So it's a lot more work that needs to be done. So, and they'll be more appreciated that you did all that work and, you might get a nice tip at the end. Who knows? All right, man. So you, you pulled uh, what some of the other people have done. You tried to pick both in a sense. Can't pick hey. both in this one, man. You, you got to go one or the other. I, I'm the a-hole that makes people pick one. It's the Mercedes at the end of the day. All right. At the end of the day, it's Mercedes. For a moral standpoint. Moral standpoint. Like, because I guess the Bugatti could be a little seen as like, it's like kind of greedy because you're like you're not doing the customer as much of a favor as if you were to get the Mercedes done. Okay. That's trashed. Cool. Yeah. Hey, right, there's no right answer or wrong answer. It's just whatever we think. So thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hopefully, I, hopefully I passed the test. Oh, of course. Yeah, with the D minus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. I'm leaving. D minus. Man, this is a tough crowd. This is the first time. Edward, Edward, what the heck did you sign me up for? Edward's like, come on, join. These guys are great. He's like, oh, man. Yeah. They welcome you in with open arms. Everybody's like, D minus. Get out of here. And the kids are like, oh, no, I passed him. What are you talking no. about? D minus is passing, man. 
Listen, I was the other day trying to get a 80% on Nick, and he was like, nah, 80%'s not enough. And I'm like, God damn, it was a B. I would have <laughs> that. Hey, D's get degrees. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I had some D minuses. I did. Oh, it is what it is, you know. And yeah. when they told me I passed with a D minus, I go, thanks. Peace. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Derek, what about you, man? You going exotic or are you going to go spend the hours and hours and hours on the Mercedes? So like a lot of guys, no, I've been, really? this, been in this exact scenario where the guy had, he had two Porsches. He had an older one that was dirt interior was kind of dirty, but it needed to get freshened up. And then he had a brand new GT3. And, and it was funny when I took the photos the people that commented on the GT3 in the background, not on the car that I had done. And I never got to go back and do the GT3. So it was like, but I did go back and do his work truck. So it kind of still worked out, but I never got to do GT3. But the first question everyone asked was, oh, did you do that? And I'm like, no, I did this older Porsche. It was like an air-cooled Porsche. The guy had, he just had it painted, but the body shop didn't finish it out. So I was just going to polish all that. We coated it and. um Anyo at the time that's how long ago it was and um but i'd probably probably still take the um the mercedes only because if i was working on like a lot of those like this kind of thing, a lot of high-end cars like i'm so cautious with a lot of stuff you know i'm closing the doors real soft and it's not my car so i'm trying to be real cautious with stuff so it would take me just as long and i like dirty interiors because the, the before and after are just way if you feel more satisfying and the customer's like oh that's great and then, like, I've done cars where people got vacuums in the car, like, re ready to vacuum up the stuff. And then when you're done, the guy's like, oh, cool, cool, thanks. They pay you and you leave. And you're just like, oh, man, oh, well, I just spent, like, five minutes doing this. So, you know, but I'd probably take the Mercedes, though. Yeah. So, Michael, you know, I'll, I'll eat my own, whatever they call it, eat your own food or eat your own corn or crow or something, whatever. Like, listen, it is hard, right? Because I'm the same way, but you just mentioned, Derek, the reason why I would probably go Mercedes also, like, it's just, I, I get satisfaction out of cleaning mm -hmm. things. Like it's I just fast. do, you know, like there's times like, I'm just like, listen, I got to go clean the Jeep or I, I got to go clean the truck. Like I, I just got to go clean something. So that satisfaction of cleaning versus, Hey, this one's already all dialed in. And you know, so yeah. Cleaning something is true, Derek. Antonio. Oh, goodness. So in my situation, I'm a big guy. It's kind of hard for me to get in and out of the small cars. And I'll just, I'll just say that right up front. I do have a client with uh, a 2019 Huracan or something. My favorite car to detail. I finally talked to him to Trey after I've done it a dozen times, just washed it and slapped it with slick. I was like, man, let me, let me, let me coat this. He's going to have it for a while. Finally coated it in tray. The car never gets never gets clean or never gets driven pretty much. So it just sits in the garage. But he wanted it coated, so I did it in tray. So I would say I like the exotic aspect, but I kind of go with what you said, Marty, where I would go, I like to clean stuff. My work truck is always beat up. So I always had to go out there and be like, let me go deep clean it real quick. So I think I would spend more time on the Mercedes, I would think, and enjoy it more because those clients always – they love it. They're like, oh, my God, I didn't know it didn't come back that far. Oh, my God, I didn't know the interior didn't come back. I thought I had to redo the seats, all these things. The Lambo guy and, bless his heart, one of my favorite clients of all time, all those high-end clients, I've never had one person come in and be like, oh, my God, my car's never looked this good. It's always like, oh, here's your check. 
It's Venmo, <laughs> whatever it is. And it's like, and I don't know if that's just the way that people are. It doesn't bother me. I still, obviously it's money. I'll do the work. I love it. I love cars, but I would say do Mercedes just because like the, the connection I make with the client more. Cause then I know they got a brother, they got a sister, they got a friend and they all got cars. They're hanging out together. They probably got cars that are beat up the same way. So it's just more work for me on the back end. So, and I've posted the Lambo before. It gets a lot of cool likes. My friends like it. Everyone comments, oh, it's so cool. I'm like, yeah, but it took me 15 minutes to get in and out of the car. It was no fun for me to move it. It was no fun for me to, <laughs> no fun for me to clean it. Like, I, got like, I had to go to the chiropractor. I had to get a massage. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm 6'3", six, I'm six, like 350. It's got a tough for me to get in and out of a car, you know? So so I was like, you know what? The hands and knees to clean the wheels. And I'm sure I listened to one of the podcasts. Where somebody's like, would you rather clean the wheels all the time? And that was my thing. I was like, oh, I hate cleaning those, those big brake kit wheels you know like they kicked up a bunch of brake dust so i would say mercedes for me only because the client connection for me that's biggest i love talking to people that's what i do so anyway long-winded story i I take the mercedes yeah cool thank you man all right cooking with nick i see you're on the patio did you get retired for the night no cooking no cooking tonight i'd rather listen to the discussion a little bit more get in get a little bit more into it and i had dinner earlier so i'm not Worried about cooking. Okay. All right. But well, did you make anything good this weekend? I, I was talking the other day on the episode. I, I made some wings for Sunday night football. I smoked them for uh, an hour in the smoker, then put some seasoning on them, threw them on the grill, put the heat up real high just so you could get that char on the outside skin. So then you pop it, you know, then when you eat it, whoo, man, you got that smoky flavor with the seasoning. Mm. and the char it's great word word you make anything good not really the past few weeks nothing special um hoping to get back in the kitchen a little bit more um at least in the past few weeks um than the past few weeks but i don't have anything huge planned just a lot of gaining a lot of recipes time to re-up my uh my recipe collection and figure out something else to cook cool all right man what are you doing you got time for one vehicle you going after the uh, the high? I'm taking big... the Mercedes. You're taking the Mercedes too, huh? I'm taking the Mercedes. I think there's a lot more satisfaction in like rejuvenating and like making that Mercedes, you know, come back to life. I think there might be more money in like a correction or a huge interior on a Mercedes than just like washing a Bugatti. Like, how much can a can a wash get you? A couple hundred maybe on that, or like, are you gonna go big bucks for that for that, you know? bringing the mercedes back to life a trash car i think there's a lot more satisfaction and potentially money in, in that mercedes um and it it probably take more skill to, to bring that thing all the way back to life so yeah i'm gonna go with that thanks man all right martinez you around i know your video's off you're muted you around nope okay let's move on all right this is an interesting conversation that we had the other day Nick and I were talking about SEMA, his kind of thoughts as he's there in Vegas. Curious from you guys, you know, anybody that's listening, what I want you all to do is go interact, send us a a DM on Instagram, hyperclean store. We'd like to know, are you going to SEMA? What's happening? You going? What's up? So dive into that conversation. We're excited about it. One thing's for true There's no doubt when you go to SEMA, for those of you that have been or those of you that are going to go, right, a lot of cars, there's a lot of dudes, and at most of the booths, what do you find? 
right? So there's something always been. I remember as a as a kid, the thing is when you go into a guy's garage, right? Uh, my next door neighbor when I was growing up, he would fix on his cars. Then he got into model planes and got into that stuff and always had model planes that he was doing and he would fly them. And it was really cool. He always had a poster, right? He, or he always had a calendar, right? What was that calendar, huh? Right, what was that calendar? What is always there at SEMA, okay? So it's interesting the dynamic that happens between you've got basically three different things interplaying here. You've got a car, you got men, and you got women. It's interesting the connection. Cars and women bring men, but do cars and men bring women? So in your area, there are certain vehicles. I'd love to know from you what you think is the sexiest vehicle in your area that can't be an exotic, right? It's got to be a reg regular car. You can change it up. Tell me how you would change it for us. Listen, I'd say the very first one that I remember was that original Hummer. If somebody had a Hummer and you were male, what do you have next to you? Guaranteed, right? And that H1 was my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always had a toy H1. It was so sexy, but it was it was also kind of basic, right? But it's just because it was a Hummer. It's just because of what it was, right? It was just sexy. It's always sexiness to vehicles. I'd say right now, for here in Oklahoma, sexiest vehicle you could find is that F-250 Platinum Edition. <laughs> Give it a couple-inch lift. You got to put some wheels, tires. It's got to be blacked out. You got to have the black rims. Inside's got to have a little bit of sound. It's got to have maybe a little upgraded on the visuals. But listen, sexiest vehicle you can find in Oklahoma, no doubt, is an F-250 uh, Platinum Edition, I'd say. All right, so Lucas, what about you and your area? What would you say is the sexiest vehicle you got? So it's like sexiest particular car that I know of in the area or like a model name, like an act, like a OEM car. If you got the sexiest vehicle to build, what would you do? What would you have? Oh, probably, probably a C6 Corvette ZR1. Mm -mm. Okay. That's, I like it. that's it. That's your definition of sexy. And you and Nick will both have your white shoes. We get it. One of them. One of them. That's around here. That's probably the best option because, you know, yeah, there's not a whole lot of fun stuff around my area because of all the snow and the salt. So most people, they'll have nice cars, but they keep them away for eight months of the year. And then it's usually not expensive stuff. So, I mean, in comparison, we don't we don't really have a ton of. Our car scene around here is mostly American Muscle and Audis and Subarus because those two are all-wheel drive, so people drive those year-round because they're poor like me. And then there's Corvettes and Mustangs because we're in Michigan and everyone around here has someone or is someone who worked for one of the big three. Cool. All right. Dustin, what about you, West Virginia? Listen, we, we know what it's not. Let's just start with what we know it's not. <laughs> well, what is it not? Uh, just ask your wife. <laughs> it is definitely truck country over here. And I, I'd also like to add on to your SEMA comment. The chicks that are at SEMA 
they're getting fucking paid, dude. The oh, hell girls, yeah, they are. The, the guys that yeah. are there are That's paying the to get there, right? So, yeah. uh, yeah, it, it's truck country over here, dude. It's a, If you ain't driving a Dodge motherfucking Cummins or an F-250 <laughs> Platinum, I, I mean, you ain't getting it, son. I mean, that's all there is to it. That's because y'all can't afford a Dirty Max. No, uh, th- those are usually Max. rusted out by now, and you know. No, oh, uh, you drive a Dodge, bro. You can't be talking shit about rust. I promise you, the Chevys rust faster than the Dodges. One hundred crap, dude. I live in Michigan. 100%. I, I've had, I've had, I've had Chevys in here that are ten years old and look like they're brand new. I've had Dodges in here that are two years old with rust already forming under the inner fenders and in the front end and on the hood starting to bubble. Easy now, easy now. They are bad about the wheel wells, but my third gen, my my 2007, you will ne- it will never see a speck of rust, ever. But by golly, the Chevys that come into my shop for rust uh, rust prevention are rotted, dude. I don't know what they're doing up there in Detroit, but well, they must, in I don't live in nothing. I don't live. Hey, us Michiganders that live outside of Detroit do not recognize Detroit Mich- as part of Michigan. So, Michigan. careful. I was yeah. I was running a hot shot load through there, dude, and I was so tired. I needed a place to sleep. I was like, I am not stopping anywhere in Detroit. I got to make it back into Ohio. Yeah, and just I, just cross that line well and- over. <laughs> I was like, I can sleep now. You're smart. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. What about what about in North Carolina? Our two two Tar Heels. What's it like over in your neck of the woods? I think it's about the same. It's trucks, uh, the F two fifties. I've seen a lot of those um, defenders here lately. I got to work on one the other day, the two door ones, and I really like that vehicle. I think I like it better than the G wagon. Honestly, I I really like that vehicle. It was pretty slick. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Strickland? Sexiest around here, I think, that I like that I've actually detailed is uh, the new Broncos, like on 35s with like custom gold rims. Like that thing is sweet. With the Bigfoot package. Oh, yeah. You know it. (laughs) The Bronco (laughs) Bigfoot package in North Carolina is the sexiest vehicle around. I was going to say, Brandon's Brandon's done like five or six this week. Or something. That's all he posts is Broncos. They clean up nice, like the They're gloss and oh. Hey, all I know is I'm glad my wife likes a Jeep because I don't <laughs> think I'd be allowed to have a Bronco. No, <laughs> yeah, Nick would hey. kill me. He wouldn't let me. Edward's been doing some Broncos. <laughs> Bronco Sport, dude. You got the no. wrong Bronco Sport. <laughs> no, uh, those things are like uh, a mini Koopa. No, those things are. Yeah. I tried to get my mom to get one of those, and she said, hell no. She wants the big one. So she's like, I'm going to mess with that Ford Escape. Dude, that thing looks so – like, if you lift it on a sport, it looks so narrow. You might tip over on that thing. There, there's a guy that comes to the shop that's got one, but he put a he put a, a custom hood on it with a hood scoop on it, and he's so proud of it. And I'm just like – and I, he's talking to me about it, and I'm just like, man – it's a Bronco Sport, man. <laughs> it's not that it's, 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 it's cylinder too. It's the smaller engine, the three-cylinder engine. It's not even like the four-cylinder eco boost. It's a little tiny, the little one point four liter. Like he's flying. Like, he's like, you got some good, good get up and go. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, oh, it's got it's got a good good gas mileage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get out of Eric, here, Eric. 
All right. If it's not the Bronco Sport, man, what's what's the sexiest vehicle there? <laughs> man, I'm afraid to tell you guys, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to go with Dustin here. <gasps> There's a lot of Dodge, but not the big ones, the regular, the 1500s. Dodge Ram 1500s in dark red. There's a lot of guys that have them with the big. Well, I just say there's on. a lot of dudes having them that are hanging out with dudes, man. No, What's the I, sexiest no. vehicle got, there? No, no, I'm telling you. I am telling you. I see a lot of there's dudes. There's no way Dodge all, trucks are the sexiest. No, there's no they're way. Dodge trucks, all four windows down. The truck never sees dirt. The beds never, they never put anything in the bed. I had a guy tell me he bought a Dodge Ram just because it was a truck, not because he was going to use it to do anything else in it. So I, I fully, and I've done a lot of Dodge Rams lately, but something with the Rams, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's a touchscreen that's in them or just the way they look. They do look nice. My buddy's got one too, so I know. They get in and they go, boy, that's a big screen. It makes up for yeah. the motor. Is that what it yeah. is? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, pretty right, soon let, we'll be able to clean a here. full interior with a glass cleaner. <laughs> let me jump yeah. in real quick and say that my buddies. I've got a few of my buddies. They have the baddest F-250s that money can buy. <laughs> I'm talking 10 Gs in BDS suspension, uh, American force wheels, you name it. They don't even own fucking trailers. I swear to you, they don't own fucking trailers. <laughs> and they all got chicks, dude. They all got chicks. Never hauled, never hauled anything Ford. with it. Listen, like I said, my wife likes a Jeep. I'm happy, but. Ford F two fifty. This not trumps that Dodge any day. Come on. Uh, oh, I, I don't know if I go know. that far. I don't, I don't they know. have their pros and cons. Yeah, I was gonna say. And I, I still come back to the longevity of the vehicle itself. I'm going Dodge all day long because I understand those engines. But when it comes to interior, Ford has it on lockdown. There is hey, no there better go. interior than an F two fifty. 350 platinum the car from the carpet to the leather you name it like better than a king ranch i'm with you all day there yeah all right antonio yeah i'm team ford f250 here um i gotta be honest down here in florida we have the daytona truck meet it's all that obnoxious trucks that never get driven they get trailered everywhere but i would say if you're a guy and you're looking for good girls somewhere you gotta have a big lifted truck big sound system dark tent 12 inch lift but if you're a girl and marty I, and i i'm telling you i'm not shooting at you for this one every blonde female that is halfway decent looking in florida drives a jeep, a jeep. i'm sorry jeep. i drive a jeep, jeep Wrangler, Wrangler. man i'm sorry four doors. as soon as they want four doors marty like i've been I'm preaching you. as soon as they want four <laughs> doors you guys screwed up you the know it's, and they, they say four, four doors more you know who so i'm not going to say it but i'm just saying like the four door jeeps <laughs> have created something in the state of Florida that has blown me away. But my dream truck's an F-250 Platinum on about a six to seven inch lift. So that's my dream truck. Mm. And tell uh, you say, know how much ammunition you just gave Nick? I mean, not ammunition. <laughs> it's not ammunition if I've been saying it. It's not ammunition. And you know what? And, and Marty, it's, it's not ammunition. I told train. you they ruined the brand. What do you want me to say? I'm going to have to I jump mean, on Nick's train. Being right. He was talking on that podcast not too long ago where he was saying about the Jeep, how they've fallen apart when they got to four doors. And I have to agree, man. My fiance's mother, my future mother-in-law, had just bought a Sahara, and I almost talked her out of it. I did my best. I was in the dealership. I was like, you shouldn't get this. But some decisions are too hard for her to make. I don't know. Anyway, F-250 Platinum for me all day long. All right. Nick, cooking with Nick, are you, are you going to say Tesla? Are you going Tesla cooking with Nick? 
No, no. Oh, I thought you'd go Tesla, man, because I can see that in some some places, right? California, probably, if you deck them out the right way. Yeah, California. But, like, nah, we we got a big, like, lifted, you name it, that's not a truck scene. So, like, lifted Jeeps, but especially lifted forerunners. So, like, I think a lifted forerunner around here has the biggest sex appeal. You see that? Um, yeah, it's, it's going to have some girls beside it. It's like it done really well, like with the hood, with the bumper That's a big Hawaii with thing all too. that. Yeah, they're going to, that it's just a hawk for the women around here. Nick Walters, remember the 90s? And you can take the top off. 96 Limited, dude. Uh, 96 was, Limited was, that was a, a was great so, forerunner. It was. It was probably the sexiest forerunner. Yeah. A lifted old school Bronco. Like, yeah, that's yeah. up there with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Nick, we're talking uh, sexiest vehicle, non-exotic, right? So in Vegas, you know that you get this vehicle. It's most likely, you know. Oh, that's it. That's that's an that's an easy one, dude. You know how many Ford Raptors are out here? It's like I was close. It's like Ford Raptors. I mean, there's no doubt. We're talking about guys liking trucks on here. There's a lot of people with no class with cars. It, it Ford Raptor out here, dude. It's good. <laughs> a chiropractor drives them. Your good doctor answer. drives them. Everybody drives. I mean, it's like it's everywhere. Same I mean, they don't care that it's just. It's I don't know. I'm I'm not a truck. I mean, I get it if you need a truck, but of all the things I could buy in life, trucks drive so horribly. I can't believe people buy them. And it doesn't matter. We we take care of a lot of Shelby Raptors. You can hardly touch the gas pedal with that, that without that thing freaking out. So yeah, Raptor out here is is definitely king. So basically, when everybody comes out to SEMA, they need to use the uh, Turo, rent a Raptor off a of Turo, and they're good to go. Really, you rent a Ferrari, and then that's what you should rent. <laughs> let me let me give you what really works. <laughs> let me tell you what people think you really have money. It's not an F two fifty. I can tell you. Uh, I can't say that for Hey, the truck, the truck and the truck thing, it just, it baffles me, man. But Raptors out here are huge. I mean, they're everywhere. It's uh, a terrible so vehicle. It's Every terrible. truck I've ever driven is a terrible vehicle. I, I don't understand why anybody buys them. Yeah, I mean, if you need them, like, like me. I there mean, you go. You know, if, I, they're, got, if, like, if they're work, yes. If yeah, you need I mean, it for work, you need them. But, but if I didn't need it, that, I'd, I'd drive a 911 every day. That's it. Dude. I'd have a beater Subaru for winter time. Dude, it was uh yeah, so Raptor out here. That's that's the number one. All right, so Nick, uh got a message before I got on. I was working with the guy that uh, was installing Uno on an extremely soft uh Shelby. And uh he was having problems. Having that little ghosting effect where there's a little bit of shat like a like a little yep. bit still left on where you, and I said, well, I've had that on Trey, but I've never had that on Uno. And I go, you know what Nick's answer is? Nick's answer is to load it up, just load it up, put a ton of product yep. on, load it up as much as you think you possibly can put on. He sent me a message back a couple minutes later and told you, thank you. Dude, solved this problem. I just told you guys everything about cars. You know, I know what I'm talking about. I mean, I don't like trucks. So, I mean, no, has anybody else experienced this? I mean, remember, we got into a real bad situation where somebody was dealing with some ultra soft paint 
It was a Saturday afternoon. They're calling me. They're freaking out. The one thing about soft paint that I think sometimes gets missed, and it's easy just not to be thinking about it, you're just in the groove trying to get something done, is it's what's really happening is it's absorbing more product. And as it's absorbing more product, it's kind of drying itself out. And all of a sudden you get like kind of a ghosting. You kind of wiped it off, but you didn't realize all the stuff that was soaking in. So honestly, the theory that I came up with is treat it like a wrap. Ultra soft paint, I would treat like a vinyl wrap. And a vinyl wrap, if you want to properly coat with any coating, you lay it on really thick because it's so porous and it soaks up so much. So that's kind of where it came from. I know you remember that story. It was like you and I were on text and you know, we got this guy freaking out and, you know, man, weird stuff happens sometimes. And I know what that feels like. It's not, it's not pleasant. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So Lucas, uh, you asked a really great question in the hyperclean specialist group. And I thought it was such a great question. Let's dive into it tonight. And, uh, listen, Derek, I think, uh, I think it makes an incredible tab out question, but let's see, let's see if it, Let's see how it goes. If 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 we need a tab out question, man, we'll come back to you. But this might possibly be a really great tab out question. So, gotcha. Lucas, man, ask us the question. And listen, anybody else that's listening, you got questions or you run into something and you find it and you would go, huh, I wonder what everybody else would think. Hey, it's a great place to go interact. Hyperclean Specialist Group on Facebook. So, Lucas, man, you took a photo, some before and afters. Tell us what you were experiencing and uh, and ask your question. So ever since weed became legal in the state of Michigan, there has been a, a very tremendous uptick in the amount of recreational users smoking it in their vehicles. And today I got one that is worse than anything I've ever seen or could have fathomed. It was literally like he, you know, they get the blunt wraps, they get the little uh, uh, Swisher sweets, and then they dump the tobacco out. So you get your blunt wrap, right? And then you, you put the flour in it, wrap it up. Well, this guy was dumping them out on his carpet. So there was a solid inch of tobacco and nugget just lighting the carpets. And there was the headliner used to be white and it was damn near black because it was so, so dark brown from the residue of weed and cigarettes on every square inch of this entire and interior. Wrappers. Oh yeah. It was it was ash, residue, you know, tar the the thick the thick thick garbage that comes out from weed smoke i don't know what it is it's 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 a nightmare and it's got it's the thing i hate cleaning the most because i hate the smell of weed i hate the smell of cigarettes and it's just it's just more more of a pain in the ass to clean every single inch of the car because it's not you know one bad spot it's if it's something smoked in a car like that for that long it's fumigated into every square inch of the interior so it's it's like I did the best that I could for the price that I agreed upon with him. And he was blown away by what I got done in the amount of time. But I told him, like, listen, to this headliner, I there's nothing I can do for it. Like, I, I steamed it, wiped it with a towel, did what I could. You're just going to have to replace the headliner if you want that to look any better. And it, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I've, I've put almost 200,000 miles on this car, and I smoke a pack of cigarettes in it a day. So I, I know, I know. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I smoke four or five blunts in here every day too. So he's like, I know, I, I know what was bad and I appreciate you, but I, it just, nothing kicks my ass like weed smoke. And I, there's a lot of things that I can think of in a car that I've seen that are bad. So my question for the pub and just the community was, what do you, really? 
what do you think is the hardest thing to clean out of a car? Not the hardest surface or material, the hardest foreign thing that can be inside of a vehicle that you have to clean out. Great question. Great question. I'm looking forward to the answers. All right, Dustin. Oh man. Toughest thing yet. That is it's going to be, I, th I think I'm going to go with, uh, spilled milk. Yeah. I think the that's smell? what I'm going with. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Getting the smell, getting rid of it. Um, because my wife spilled some milk in her Nissan Juke a few years back. <laughs> and we extracted this thing and steamed it and just whatever. Every trick up my sleeve could never get rid of it. I mean, I've dealt with some where we've had no issues getting rid of it. And then others, it's just, it's a done deal, man. Once it seeps in, it's gone. You're dealing with that smell. All right, cool. Thanks, Edward. Um, cigarette smoke is definitely one of them, but I'd have to say melted crayons. Mm. Melted crayons and the and the. All right, what's your process? You got a melted crayon. What do you do? Steam, steam, lots of steam. Just work it. Sometimes it don't come all the way out. But, solvents. Uh, you ever get in there with solvents and kind of get it, try and break it up with solvents? have steam seems to work a little bit better better it's more messy i feel like but uh that hot i mean it's basically what like wax i guess so yeah makes sense yeah i didn't have steam back in the day so i had to get them out with solvents yeah yeah not fun i'm with you man crayon is tough melted crayon is very tough yeah I don't all right know. strickland I would say those little freaking wood shards or like, like sawdust and like that cheap carpet, like just like, it's almost like wood off a two by four, like a little splinter off like of it. Mazda and carpet? Yeah, like, like, or like back of the seat, a back of the back seat where it has like that, that oh, velcro oh, look. The velcro yeah. bullshit. And then a little bit of wood or grass. Oh, you guys have that Bermuda grass that kind of can get stuck oh. in there? Yeah. Anything like pointy, like pointy hair, pointy dog hair on those back of those back seats that have that weird material when things get embedded in those, it's, it's tough to get out. But same with these guys ran into that kind of stuff like crayons suck and basically anything you got to get with a steamer is going to be pretty, pretty darn tough to get out. But uh, cigarette yeah. smoke, cigarette smoke, that's pretty rough, especially in the headliner. It just soaks in there and it's so hard to get out safely. Because it's held up with that adhesive glue. You really don't want to mess with all that too much. But, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Cool. I have nice a question. Man. Yeah. Has anybody had to take gas out the gas smell of the vehicle? Because oh, I'm yeah. actually going to detail tomorrow. <laughs> good question. I've, I've been asked, but I've never done it. But I've been asked before. Well, I've got I one tomorrow. Got I couldn't have it. <laughs> good timing. Dude, it's tough. So – was it a month ago, a month and a half ago or so? Remember, I was coming in on the pub, like came in right immediately. And I, because that's what happened here. He would carry around this tiny little one gallon gas tank in the back or half gallon gas tank inside of her back of her car because in case she, you know, right as a safety thing, in case she ran out of gas, she'd have it. Well, for some reason the cap wasn't on and it spilt out. 
dude, that, that takes forever. Fortunately it was in our trunk. So I was able to remove everything out of the trunk. Listen, it set out for weeks. Like I had to keep rinsing it, cleaning it, rinsing it, cleaning it. Like it's got to sit out and air out for a long time. Did you uh, have to I go back several times? Oh yeah, it was brutal trying to get gasoline out. It was brutal. If it's if it's inside the main cabin, that's yeah. it's gonna be really really tough. It's gonna in be the really trunk. tough. She said most of it got. Oh, in. fortunately, it's in the trunk. That's great. Then that's good news. Then maybe well, just rip everything out. It's an SUV. It's what? Though. It's an SUV. Ooh. So Ooh. it's not like that. Oh. That carpet's got to come. Whatever the carp, whatever carpet got in, it's got to get out. Yeah. At least it's not uh, in the seat or the upholstery, so it doesn't like soak through like cushions. Yeah. There's so, a I mean, great she trick said most for gas. Of it got on the mat. She's not really sure how it got to the carpet, but she said it just smells like gas. So. So a great trick for gas, um, liquid is going to make it, you know, will eventually get it out. But if you've ever sprayed concrete down that had an oil spill or gas spill, you can sit there with a garden hose all day and you'll keep seeing the rainbows. The best way that I found to get them out is trying to get it out as dry as possible before you introduce a liquid or a chemical. So letting baking soda or silica pouches sit in there to let it absorb it, dry it out as much as possible works pretty good for you know 90 percent of the smell over a week or so so i had a customer that did same story had more went to go fill up the mower tank spilled it in the trunk and uh i was sitting here extracting the fuck out of it with enzymes degreaser everything i had in my arsenal steam in it and it, it didn't really do much for it so i i called my buddy that runs uh um that I used to work for that owns a mow company. I said, Hey, when you, you guys spilled gas in your trucks, what do you use to do for it? And he's like, Oh, baking soda or the little pouches you get in your shoes. Every time he would get a pair of work boots, he'd save those little silica pouches that come in the work boots. Cause they're really good at getting rid of odors that are hard to get rid of like gas or stinky feet or whatever. Cause they, they're so dry that they just absorb things that are floating in the air. And it actually works pretty well. What about coffee grounds? We had a guy come to the store and said that said coffee grounds. You pour it on yeah, there and it's gonna suck it up. Go ahead, and, we'll go ahead and put that in there. She's had coffee grounds in the back of her car for three days now. So <laughs> hopefully yeah. that oh, nice. Appreciate the tips, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good ones. No problem. Antonio. So I would say. I mean, cigarette smoke, like everyone said, is really bad. Um, I've only had it once or twice. Um, and I know that I believe someone said milk earlier. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody ever had to do protein shakes. Like, you know, this old shaker bottle that sat back there. Your buddy's like, man, I don't know where my blender blender bottle is. They bought another one. They're like, oh, whatever, I'll get another one. And you open the trunk, you're like, dude, that's right there. <laughs> like, it's it is, bad. It is oh, so bad. Gosh, you know, so and I'm bad. like, and this is back when I was in high school, you know, I was probably 17 years old, 16. I wasn't detailing cars. I was keeping my own car clean. And he's like, man, is there anything I could do? I was like, I mean, I guess we can try. I don't know. You know, and that's when you look up YouTube videos and everything. And I mean, it stunk for days, but I, I ended up actually putting coffee grounds back there because it was it, that it spilled out. So I, we had vacuumed it up, shampooed it with an old scrub brush, one of those stiff brushes and uh, some like Bissell shampoo my mom had, scrubbed it coffee grounds and i put a little bacon soda and let it sit so you know what leave this for a week or so and i'll see you next week 
ended up working pretty well. It wasn't a hundred percent, you know, after the AC turns on every once in a while, you'll smell it, like get rid of your air filter, you know, flush the AC. If I had a steamer, I would have steamed the AC vents, but I didn't have that. So I would say that was one of the worst ones. And just about two weeks ago, I had a lady with this beautiful Range Rover. I mean, and she's like, Oh, it needs a level one. Come into maintenance. It really wasn't that bad. And she's like, actually, you know, the person says, uh, you show up and they got something else to tell you, of course. And you open the door and there's caramel all over the floor mats. And there's Car- carpet floor mats. Caramel. I'm not sure. Sorry, I said it wrong. But on those carpet floor mats yeah. of Range Rover, yeah. Land Rover, super thick carpet. And she's like, yeah, I spilled my macchiato two days ago. Oh. I, you know? I was like, I mean, and the caramel was like, like one of those little Werther things. Like, look at that. It's a little melted. It melted <laughs> in the middle of the carpet. So, no. so I banged the exterior out. I'm like, oh, this could be nice. I'm going on vacation the next day. I'm like, this is easy. Let's wash the exterior back in the back up, going from back forward. And I look at the front seat. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> there goes my 45 minute detail that I was going to do in and out, you know? It took me 35, 40 minutes just to do the front seat. <laughs> just to do the front seat. Oh. I stained it. And I mean, I was steaming it. I was like, if I burn through this carpet, I'll just buy her a new floor mat at this point. I don't really have time to sit here and wait for it. I was sitting there steaming it, steaming it, and it finally came up. Thank God. But I think caramel has been my backbreaker between that and dog hair. I mean, everyone has dog hair. I've never had to do caramel before that sat for a couple of days outside. That was one of the worst things I've done so far. Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. Cooking with Nick. So I was torn between uh, a spilled used motor oil and crystallized urine. Mm. But I'm going to have to go with crystallized animal urine. Yeah, I was like, that one. on the top of that carpet for too long and it gets wet enough and keeps going down in there to the bottom of that foam, especially in like the front of something, and then it crystallizes. That car, we had a loaner at Tesla that this happened to. And I mean, we, we took this carpet out, we extracted it, we pressure washed it, with everything we had at it, and that car just continues to smell like this. Just like years later. I mean, we, we try it probably every few months, but yeah, it, it's the smells never got better. It smells somewhat like I don't know how to put it, like pasta, like piss, like the inside of a fazolis. I don't know how to describe it. It's <laughs> it's it's its own unique, horrendous thing, but we've we've never successfully got it. You can get kind of far with motor oil. You can throw enough degreaser and water at it and it'll be decent. But a couple of years of chasing this crystallizer and we've, we've never improved it. Yeah. Let's get this move on. Derek. <laughs> I have no idea what you, I've never seen crystallized urine. Crystallized urine. It's crazy. What that. is crystallized urine? I've never seen that. It. I don't know how to describe it. Like it's, if urine sits for for long enough, it it has to be really like dark urine, like dehydrated. Yeah, it has to be really dehydrated dark urine, and it smells much stronger. But the solids in the urine, like after the water dries up, you're left with like solid, and it's almost that's a like, lot of urine. Oh, yeah, it's got to be a lot. Um, big, but big it, it'll turn to like. After, after maybe a day of sitting out, it'll be like almost gelatinous, almost, almost oh, like. Oh, oh almost, okay. 
All right, Derek, uh, what about you, man? What's the hardest part? <laughs> Come on, man. Get rid of the adjectives. Gelatinous. He <laughs> knows our gelatinous to describe that. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> not good at all. Like, I got to get out of that car. I'm with you. Good. I'm with you. That's not good. All right, Derek, what about you, man? So I had a similar situation to Dustin with, uh, we were talking about milk. I did a car where the, the kids had spilled what looked to be a gallon of chocolate milk in the backseat of this car, but they had spilled so much that I had to pull, it was like a, one of those Infinity Q80s, where, you know, it's basically the Armada now, and we had to pull up the carpet, and it, it soaked all the way through the carpet, all the way through the mat, and like the carpet mat that's underneath, and it had formed a big puddle inside of like the little wheel, the well right there underneath the seats. So we had to pull the back seats out, we had to suck all of the milk out, and I think it, it I, it must have been a half a gallon of milk just came out of this carpet. And it was like, but the smell, same thing. I had to get like the protein stain removers, the McGuire's one at the time, whatever. And I was spraying on there. It was foaming up and just spraying and spraying. I was there all day just trying to get it clean. I was sucking it out. It just kept, but with all those details, when I was done, the lady didn't even come and see the smell. If it smelled any better or not, she just paid me and I left. So I'm assuming it was better, but I, I kept... I don't know, you guys do this, but to make sure you get a smell, I'll put my face really close to like the seat or something and like smell in to see if, well, if I can't smell it, then maybe they can't smell it because I always assume the customer's not going to put their face as close to the seat. So I go, oh, yep, I don't smell it. Must be out. So, hmm. all right. I'm with you. That's, that's, that's got to be <laughs> interesting right there. All right, so Nick, I know you don't do a whole lot of nasty stuff up there in Vegas. You got everything pretty well clean, but doesn't have to be nasty in a sense. What would be the, epoxy, the hardest part of interior? Epoxy flooring. I had somebody spill a can of the epoxy flooring that really, uh, you know, thick gray comes in a can, like a paint can. My next door neighbor here starts, rushes in here. She's like, Oh my God, this thing spilled in my car. And it was that epoxy flooring. It spilled all over her interior of her car. Here's oh, the wildest thing. I was like, I didn't know what to do. I mean, it was already, you know, it was 115. So this shit was like caked on the seatbelt, everything. You just sprayed so slick like, and it disappeared, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Magic I just put T I just let TRX foam up and we were good to go. Cool. Uh, <laughs> The wildest thing is, I was like, first thing that came to my mind is like, oh man, like some type of solvent will just get this stuff to rub off. Here's a little tip for everybody: Dawn dish soap oh. comes comes right out. Take basically straight Dawn dish soap, put it on there, wipes right off. Got it from their website because I was like, I mean, she's freaking out here. So I go on there. There it is, Dawn dish soap. What about your cars with Dawn dish soap? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I thought you. I thought you wash your car with Dawn dish soap, Nick. You oh yeah, that's that what I do. I don't car. know what you guys do uh, down in your place. I'm trying to save some money. I get it at O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get. I, I get it at Target, two for one. You kidding me? I'm gonna it on two for ones this week. There you go, Nick. What kind of what yeah. kind of car? What kind of car was it? Uh, GMC Acadia, I think, or Denali. I forget. That was gonna say Dustin's favorite car. Oh, you don't like the Acadia? I thought, was, I thought it was something else. No, it's it, absolutely it He wants uh, to clean that car every day. He loves the tracks on no. it. He loves everything interior about it. No, the, the, the things are automatically like 15% upcharge. 
They're always <laughs> disgusting. They've got so much shit in the tracks of them stupid things. I, I agree with that. Her, hers was looking a little raggedy. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it always brings like the worst customer ever. They're like, oh, you can make this thing look brand new for 300 bucks. <laughs> it's like, lady, this thing ain't been cleaned in 10 years. <laughs> God, the damn. That and the damn was the Chevy Traverse. Basically, the Chevy version. Always bad. Always All bad. Right. So for me, I'm going my nemesis. I think the hardest thing on the interior, at least for here, right? I mean, of course, I've seen people trying to clean sand. That's not fun. I don't think that, you know, we didn't have TikTok to where they could learn how to put some pad on a polisher and suddenly vibrate everything. So it seemed like sand was always the worst when I had other people. I'd look at other people detail. We don't have sand here. That grass I mentioned, our Bermuda grass and stuff, especially in the Mazda carpets. But the number one difficult thing for me always was as a mobile detailer, it's summer, you're sweating, and you got a mid to late 90s Honda Accord or Civic, and you got to clean the black the back glass because it's a full detail. Those mm. head those you can't get back those headrests, you can't pull them out. You're trying to stick your hand through them, you're trying to scall the way back in and try and move your left hand this way and cock it here and Trying to get streaks on a hot day out of back glass on a Honda Civic. That's me. That's my hardest thing on an interior. Not fun. But you didn't, wow. you didn't have we didn't know you home. tinted windows back in the 90s. <laughs> no, I just went that extra mile, huh? Look at it. Yeah. Overbuilt even back then, huh? Uh, you were tinting even back then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never actually laid tint. I worked for a tent Are shop. You, yeah, I worked for a tent shop never in college. Tent? Yeah, never laid tent. How's that I possible for a tent during shop. the tent and audio shop days? Yep, that I worked for him. That's why I said like there was one here that was massive, and I worked for him. Uh, it was my summer job, and I did in, you make speaker college. boxes or what? No, just tent, just tent. Yeah, but you never laid it. What'd you do? But never laid it. No, my job was to go pick up the cars. He had all the big accounts, so I was riding around. My favorite was to go to the Infinity dealership. Not go Ooh. around. Infinity, Infinity used to be special, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they were. So this was this would have been ninety seven. This was summer of ninety seven. So driving around the QX four, you love that SUV. Oh my god! So it was it was a yeah. dream job in college because I would just come back and drive around awesome cars, and he would tin them, and I'd take them back to the dealership. Yeah. And never once job. accidentally laid some tent, huh? Wow. Never Even once. back then, you were leaving at lunch. Yep. Wow. But we did have a really great game, me and this guy named Don. Uh, Don went to go work at a dealership. Well, it was a Cooper dealership that we ended up having as a customer, right? He was the tent yep. guy there. And we had this game that uh, we would take razor blades and see how many and how far up we could get them to stick on the wall as we would throw them, right? Marty, we never publicly told the craziest Cooper story. You know what the craziest Cooper story in this whole thing used to be? So Marty and I, we first got uh, together as partners on HyperClean. We had this dealership. Their name was Cooper, basically. We have a bunch, a couple dealerships, right, Marty? Yeah, a couple yeah. different dealerships. Bunch of lines, yeah. The BMW that I bought off Bring a Trailer oh, yeah, was bought yeah, like, I was wondering at the where Cooper you were dealership <laughs> out of Florida. The Cooper dealership in Oklahoma, all the service records 
were out of that dealership that we were doing business with. A 2008 beginning purchase out of that dealership in Tulsa. That's a wild story. Yeah. And then Nick ends up with it and we're servicing that dealership with chemicals. Like, <laughs> like I showed him cool all the original that? sticker and paperwork. I'm like, Hey dude, you're not going to believe this. So yeah, that was wild. Yeah. Fun times guys. Thanks so much, man. Great community pub. Here's to community. Here's to having a good time on a Wednesday night and just talking about what we're so, so in love with and the purpose of uh, what we do in our car life. So love it guys. Had a great time with you. Lucas, pleasure, brother. Great question. Thanks for posing that into the group. Yeah. Dustin, we're cool glass there, Marty. What? Cool glass you got in your hand there. Hey, hey. I'm ready to get one of those. It's coming Ooh. out soon. Coming out soon. There's not only a pint uh, glass, but maybe glass cleaner at the same time. So hey, here we go. Oh. Here we oh. go. Uh-oh. Dustin, we'll keep you in All our right. prayers with your blindsidedness, but you know, one day you'll evolve. There are other vehicles on the road besides Dodge trucks? What? <laughs> brainwashing. We will continue to pray for. And to Marty with Jeeps. <laughs> yeah, you, nah, you got the Marty, shittiest, Marty. shitty handling over there in your Jeep. Um, Marty's getting that new electric Jeep they just announced. He's gonna take all the doors off. He's he's ready. I, I sent a link. He's like, sign me up. I was like, all right pre-order i'm in we'll have the first stick shift electric jeep I'm in. <laughs> they're, ta- they're talking about doing that you'll see i'm telling you I'm telling they're gonna it'll, do it yeah it'll be a paddle won't it has to man i don't think it's gonna be no transmission nonsense they're doing now i agree all right uh edward thanks for bringing another guest man thanks for uh for bringing in strickland it's a pleasure to continue to have people from North Carolina come in, right? Yeah, go Take an Uber. <laughs> yeah. Take an Uber, definitely. Tony, oh man, pleasure, brother. Thanks so much for hopping in. Yeah, thanks. Talking so. with Nick. We'll see you next time. Hopefully, we'll get uh, we'll get something on the menu, and everybody can go check it out, guys. Enjoyed it. We'll see you all next week. Have a great week. See you, man. Here's the community. See you guys. Hey, this is Marshall. What a fun episode having another community hub. It's a great time to have a beer, talk about detailing. Will you do me a small favor? If you got any value out of this episode or an episode that you've heard from us, will you do us a favor? Just a small favor. Go leave us a review, whatever you listen to it on. Go ahead and pause it right now. Go over to whatever platform. Leave us a review. Go on to, you know, our Google page. However, you know, Just tell us what you think. The reason it's going to let other people know how important being inside of community really is what they can get out of it too. You know, you'll actually begin to help other people. It's a great way to be a part of community. So please go leave us a review. And Hey, if you're going to go to SEMA, let us know. We're curious who all is going to SEMA. Shoot us a DM. Hyperclean store on Instagram. If you're going to SEMA, let us know. All right. This is Marshall. You know you're about to make it a great day.